It's Monday. That's right, the weekend's gone again very quickly. The weekend always seems to go by like in a blink of an eye. Absolutely crazy. But, you know, at least it's not snowing here in Massachusetts. So that's something we got anyway. I'm looking out my back window, watching our chickens finally come out of their coop because it was maybe 20 degrees this morning if we were lucky. So very cold here in Massachusetts. But uh, the forecast is looking better. Uh, By the end of the week, it looks like next weekend we're going to be up near 70 degrees again, and that's going to be nice. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. So things are getting warmer. So I may may be able to take out my convertible a few more times uh, before we have to put it away for the winter. But uh, the snow we got a couple of days ago is pretty much gone. We got like five inches, and it is gone. So that's kind of a good thing. I'm pretty happy about that. So it pretty much rained all day yesterday. But uh, we did not get much snow. Oh, we don't have much snow left, which is great. So I'm pretty excited. So anyway, hopefully everybody had a good Halloween weekend. We actually had a pretty busy weekend in my neighborhood. We had probably, if I had to guess, maybe 100 kids came to our house trick-or-treating. You know, a lot of them were wearing masks and doing the right thing and all that stuff. But they were at least out doing their thing. Hey, welcome to my show. Thanks for coming in. So, um, you know, it was a good weekend. Um, the one thing I hate, though, is this weekend we actually turned the clocks back in Massachusetts. And, oh, there's nothing worse than that. You know, for me, I wish they would eliminate this altogether. I am completely done with turning the clocks back because right now it starts getting dark now that we've rolled those clocks back somewhere around like 430 to five o'clock in the afternoon. So literally by like nine o'clock at night, it's been dark for like five hours already. And it just seems like it's like three in the morning. So I'm not a big fan of rolling the clocks back. I know there have been some attempts to kind of get this thing thrown out. And I hope at some point that it happens because I would much rather have it be light until like six o'clock at night and not have to deal with, you know, just getting out of work at like 4.30 and having it be just completely dark and cold and miserable. So yeah, all that good stuff. But, you know, things here are good. It's uh, it's Monday, so, you know, you kind of get up, have your cup of coffee, try to wake up a little bit. I've been doing my work all, this, all morning for my job, so here it's lunch break, and I'm taking my, my lunch by doing a podcast and just chilling out a little bit. But i uh, got some big things happening. Tomorrow is the big day. Election 2020 is finally upon us. Can you believe that? So it looks like finally... We're going to find out tomorrow or sometime soon when, um, you know, we're going to have, I guess, a new president or who that new president's going to be. I mean, I guess when is a big question because we don't know, you know, if we're going to find out tomorrow, if we're going to find out three days from now, will it be a week from now? Because we've got so many different states that are allowing mail-in ballots we are not going to know, you know, maybe for a week who won the presidential election, because basically they have to be postmarked by t- by tomorrow. So as long as they're postmarked, they can arrive a couple of days after the election and they're still going to have to be counted. So, you know, unless it's a blowout win, I mean, if it's a blowout one way or the other tomorrow night, you know, we may know who won. But if it's close, I mean, this thing's going to drag out for, you know, for a while. So we'll see kind of see what happens with that. So I'm kind of hoping that, uh, you know, it is a blowout for Trump. But we'll see if that actually happens. So, yeah, this weekend was tough for me, man. I'm a you know big Patriots fan, as you know, a big sports fan. And uh, it is official. The New England Patriots suck. <laughs> they, they have returned 
back to being the team that they were during my childhood. Um, Tom Brady is down in Tampa Bay. He's uh, killing it down there with a receiving core like he's never had before. And the Patriots thought they could bring in Cam Newton and just plug him in in Tom Brady's position, and it would be business as usual. But obviously that is not the case. So, you know, Cam Newton yesterday did not have a bad game. The Patriots played fairly well in their game, but it was just painful at the end as the Patriots were driving down. They were down by three points. They could have kicked a field goal to tie the game and send it to overtime. But Cam Newton had a nice run, you know, picked up probably about 10 yards before he fumbled the ball on about the 15-yard line. And, of course, Buffalo recovered and the Patriots lost. So, man, the Patriots have lost four in a row. And I feel bad for the younger generation because when I was a kid, you know, the Patriots were always this bad. So, you know, the younger generation do- doesn't know what it's like to have a Patriots team that's this bad. So uh, they're pretty bad right now. But, you know, hey, we-, we had 20 years of great football up here in New England. We just have to be happy that we experienced that. And for me, I'm voting. I'm, I'm going to be uh, cheering on Tom Brady going forward. I mean, I'm, I'm I guess, now a pseudo Bucks fan. Uh, Tom Brady, I think he's going to win his seventh Super Bowl this year. I can't see there's a team out there that's better than he has with his receiving core. I mean, Gronkowski's starting to come around. You got Michael Evans. You got Godwin when he comes back from injury. And then you can have Antonio Brown added to the lineup. Uh, they're going to be tough to beat. They got a good defense, a decent running game. They're a good all around team. Hey, how you doing, Glenn? Hey, Angel. Hey, everybody coming in. So I'm just kind of welcoming everybody in, and, you know, we're not going to have a choice. The Patriots suck. So, I mean, Cam Newton fumbling yesterday going into the end zone. Uh, the Pat- I mean, really, if you think about the New England Patriots, and again, I don't want this to be a you know complete sports show, but Cam Newton is no Tom Brady. He can run the ball. He can't throw it all. He's got a terrible arm, not accurate, but he's got no receivers. I mean, he's got nobody. He's got no running game. He's got I me. Mean, the new guy Davis isn't bad. But their offensive line is average. It's not great. Their defense is like Swiss cheese. They have no tight end. I mean, the Patriots have nobody. They're a terrible team, and it's going to take years for them to rebuild this Patriots team. So, hey, for me, my Patriots team's down in Tampa. We got Brady down there. We got Gronkowski down there. Those are the only two shirts I have up in my closet. I have my Tom Brady shirt and my Gronkowski shirt. So my two favorite players are playing in Tampa. And with the Patriots uh, being out of the picture, I'm all about the Bucs this year. So I'm definitely going to root for them. So anyway, we talked a little bit earlier about uh, Halloween. You know, it was a decent Halloween. We had like 100 trick-or-treaters here at my house. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty good Halloween. I was busy despite COVID. We had a lot of little kids coming, which was kind of cool because they were cute and uh, didn't have like the annoying teenagers later that came. Of course, we did leave our bowl out or our three bowls out on our table, and they emptied that very quickly. So I'm sure some kid went home with a nice haul of candy at the end of the night, but I probably would have done the same thing. So, hey, we turned the clocks back here in Massachusetts. I hate it. It now gets dark at like 4.30 in the afternoon every day. So, you know, by the time it's like 9 o'clock, you're literally um, to, in the dark for like five hours. <laughs> yes, I've been on for four minutes, seven minutes actually, seven minutes and 27 seconds. I must have started a little bit early. So, hey, big day tomorrow, and we're going to get Eric on in a little while to talk about this. But finally, it's here. We can finally put it maybe in our rearview mirror. Trump versus Biden tomorrow, the big vote. Of course, I was watching uh, the news this morning, and we've already, I guess the U.S. has already uh, cast 97 million votes. Can you imagine that? 97 million votes. That's a pretty high percentage, even to the complete 2016 election. And now we've actually got voting day tomorrow. 
we could see an election where who knows we've got a you know 150 million votes i mean 200 million votes who knows but i mean get god knows when we're going to finally know who won also because the mail-in votes are going to be counted i mean i'm guessing that by tomorrow night we are not going to know who the president is unless it's an absolute blowout so of course you know me i'm a trump guy i'm kind of hoping that uh, trump wins this thing but uh we will see we will see what happens so we're going to talk about that a little bit. And I wanted to introduce something that I'm going to be doing this month. I was thinking about trying to do something maybe nice for children. Okay. Um, so I have decided that I'm going to be collecting pod points for anybody that wants to donate this month. And by the end of November, that last day of November, whatever total we have, I am going to match whatever amount that is. And we are going to donate that money, either cash, if I can do it, or I'm going to go out and buy toys for the Toys for Tots program. So I know a lot of families out there have been struggling with money, have been struggling with jobs. So if anybody wants to donate any pod points to the show this entire month, please do, do so. And we're going to pass all of that on to Toys for Tots and hopefully buy some toys for kids that are struggling right now and families who are struggling as well. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw some of the things going on this weekend, but uh, <laughs> did you guys see the the Biden-Harris uh, touring bus get completely surrounded by hundreds of Trump supporters in Texas. I mean, there were hundreds of pickup trucks with their flags flying. They completely surrounded the Biden-Harris touring bus. Now, Biden and Harris were not on the bus, but it was, you know, their team, I imagine, going to a rally. So this these trucks tried to literally stop the bus from moving on. And they completely surrounded the bus and tried to prevent the bus from getting to the rally where they were where they were heading. I guess I probably shouldn't laugh. I guess the people on the bus were pretty scary, in which they actually called 911 and had the police come out and actually help them because they were afraid. So, you know, to me, I'm sorry. I'm watching some of the, uh, you know, the liberal stations like CNN, MSNBC and all those different stations talking about how outraged they are that. You know, Trump supporters would surround this bus and you know, blah, blah, blah. But these same networks are not outraged when Antifa comes out and burns down a city. So if you're unhappy with something in the country, you can protest, send 20,000 extremists into a city and you can burn down the city, you know. But as far as surrounding a bus, then, you know, you're evil like the world has never seen before. So I get it. Not condoning it. It was wrong. But to me, it was kind of funny. It was kind of funny to see that. So that was Karen, I see Glenn saying. Could be. Hey, Romy, welcome to the show. And now, I don't know if you saw this also. I thought this was kind of cool in the news. Uh, in the state of Arizona, there was a Trump train rally that actually stretched out for 96 miles across the state of Arizona. I mean, think about that. Now, that is not a 96-mile drive. That are cars, trucks, and different vehicles that literally stretched out over 96 miles across the state of Arizona. So to me, that was crazy. I mean, again, I don't know if that equates to how much support Trump may have tomorrow on voting day. But, uh, you know, it's time. We're here. It is Election Day 2020. We've been talking about this forever. And you know what's on the table, the people that are out there. I mean, if you vote Trump, you're voting for, you know, you're voting for a strong economy. You are voting for jobs coming back from overseas because of the corporate tax cut and the tariffs they've, po they've imposed on China. And you're voting for freedom. If you're going and you're going to vote for Joe Biden, 
You're going to vote for higher taxes. You're going to vote for the slowing of the economy because he's going to raise that corporate tax up 7%, and that's going to result in jobs being cut. So you know what's going on. I mean, you've all been there. So make sure everybody, whether you're voting Trump, if you're voting Trump especially, make sure you get there. If you're voting Biden, you know, take some sleeping pills, sleep late, don't show up, and uh, just assume that Biden is going to win because he's leading in the polls. So why don't we all go with that? Because every poll in America has been saying for months now that Biden is going to win. But now we're starting to see some of the po- polls kind of, you know, closen up a little bit. They're getting tighter. So we'll see. I mean, back in 2016, Clinton had the big lead and Trump came up with the big surprise. Can you imagine if it happens again? I don't know. So we'll see what happens tomorrow. So Eric, why don't you give a call in? I see you're on the line. Call in. Oh, he's he quick with that button, man. He's got his finger just waiting to hit that button and get in. Hey, Eric, how you doing? I'm doing good today. Yourself? Doing well, and I see we have our buddy from up north, Glenn, in the show with us today. Good to have him in here. Yeah, I'm trying to get as many people to come into the live cast yeah. as we possibly can. Now, how was the old man's show this morning? I didn't get a chance to get I mean, it was really good. Um, it, it, it took about um, under five minutes for us to, to get people to come in. Good. But we good. managed. Good. No, he's, he, he does a good job. Now, what, what did he talk about this morning? Was he talking about... I uh, mean, uh, you know, I, I, I think probably the usual folksy chatter is usual. But did he talk about Can you hear me? Did they do anything for Halloween this, <laughs> uh, this weekend or just kind of stay home? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Um, yep, I can hear you. Yeah, I've, I, I guess like with like Halloween wrapping up and now we're in the month of November, of course. And um, yeah, I mean, that, that, I'll tell you, you know, one thing I'm seeing about the month of November, and I'm not liking this, I'm seeing a lot of people that are ready to jump right past Thanksgiving onto Christmas and the holidays. Now, I'm seeing that all over social media. I'm seeing people uh-huh. with their Christmas lights already in my area. And, you know, I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. I even kind of watched a Christmas movie for a little while yesterday. I kind of flipped onto that and got stuck on it for a little bit because the Patriots suck and I don't want to watch that anymore. But, um, you know, Thanksgiving, in my opinion, is a great holiday. It is my favorite holiday of the year where it literally is not about buying gifts. It isn't about really anything in particular other than spending time with your family, with your loved ones. And I know we've been told now that we can't do that this year. So maybe that's why people are figuring they're going to you know, jump over to Christmas. But, you know, honestly, I get four kids, man. Christmas gets pretty expensive in my house. We spend a lot of damn money. And I can say that with them. They're all sitting at the table with me right now. They're all kind of past that uh, Santa Claus age, so I can they they know that the money comes from mom and dad now. But you know, I hate to see people thinking about just skipping right by Thanksgiving. Now, are you a fan of Thanksgiving? Do you go see your family, or what do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Thanksgiving? I, I think it's a great day where it's really about just being with family. You know, right? Um, you know, like a time for fam- family and friends to be together, to say the very least. Um, but, um, but, you know, but I know we, you know, we do t- kind of get, get in the habit of treating it as just a, another day at times. We do. We do. And, you know, we, you know, we, over the last couple of years have had some losses in our family. So, you know, we don't have grandmothers coming anymore, unfortunately, but we still have, you know, our, the grandfathers come and we have uncles that stop by, but I would imagine, you know, this year at our house where we always have Thanksgiving and we welcome everybody in. You know, we generally have a good crowd, but this year might be different. You know, we've got my father-in-law who's living in Florida. He's had heart problems, and he is – I don't know if he's going to travel And then your dad, of course. 
Yeah, my father who has dementia, so that's another thing. You know, we'll get we'll get him and bring him down here. But unfortunately, twenty minutes after Thanksgiving, he forgets that he was even here. I mean, it's really that bad. Like if I were to go up yeah. and see him, you know, uh, literally twenty minutes after I'm gone, he forgets I was even there. I have to leave notes for him that I was there. And I see Glenn making comments. <laughs> Glenn, you're right. Yes, initially they thought it was cool. And now it's basically dead to them. So they, they have no interest with the exception of maybe Caitlin that pops in every now and then. I don't think they're too interested in the podcast anymore. So that's okay. That's all right. I do it for me. And I see Ethan shrugging. I see him over there and, you know, kind of mm-hmm. giving me the, the, the hand, but I don't know. You know, Thanksgiving, I, I hate to see people thinking about just jumping over to Christmas. I hope that doesn't happen because it seems like over the last several years, that's been happening more and more where people are just willing to jump right into Christmas. And, you know, Christmas is great. It's a great season, but you hate to just skip over one. I mean, Halloween was fun. We've got a month now where you could just kind of focus on preparing for Thanksgiving. But, you know, for me, I'm telling you right now, my, my Christmas decorations are not going up until after Thanksgiving. The one thing we'll put up mm-hmm. is we do have uh, candles that we put in the windows. We have like a colonial house in Massachusetts. So we put up candles in the windows, but those are kind of like a wintry type of thing, you know, not really a Christmas decoration. And I mean, definitely our Christmas tree will not be up until after Thanksgiving. So we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving first, then move on to Christmas at that point. So I'm kind of hoping that some people do the same, but uh, it's kind of a weird year. I think people are feeling that they're not going to have family over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into Christmas. It's been a bad year. Let's get those lights up, start celebrating and doing all that good stuff. Hey, Jess and Kimmy, welcome to the show. Welcome, Jess. So, yeah, so what do you normally do for Thanksgiving? Explain what your Thanksgiving is I like. may go to my dad's family, which th- yeah. they usually host it the day of Thanksgiving, similar to how they host like the Christmas dinner the day of okay. Christmas. Okay. Now, do they have a big get-together? Do you generally have a lot of people there? Like, how many people would do what you think? I know it's usually my dad and his siblings and their kids, um, with the exception of my, of my Aunt Kim's youngest daughter, who lives in Colorado. Um, um, and, you know, and, um, you know, I know, you know, we missed, a, like, a couple of friends last year. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking at our house, I think the, the the biggest we generally have would be somewhere like around 15 people. So we might have maybe 15 people on a big Thanksgiving and on other Thanksgivings where maybe they're not quite as big. We might have, you know, 10 to 12 people. But this year, who knows? I mean, all bets are off with COVID. You know, my father-in-law might not come because he has heart trouble. My father will still come, yeah. but he still will come. But then we've got one of my wife's brothers usually comes by with uh, their kid, but we, they just found out that he has um, diabetes. So I don't know if he's going to make it. So it's going to be different. It might be a, a definitely one of our smallest Thanksgivings at our house, but still, you know, I just don't want to swear. I, I don't want to jump. I don't want to jump past Thanksgiving and just forget about it and move right into Christmas. You know, I mean, Christmas mm-hmm. is great. Like I said, I love it. It's a great, great holiday. One of my favorites, um, you know, for years we did huge uh, decorations outside of our house for Christmas. I'm not sure I'm feeling that mojo anymore, but uh, we actually decorated pretty heavily, as you know, for Halloween this year. And we had a contest in our town for like the scariest house or whatever it was as far as decorations. There were 36 houses involved and we generally put up a pretty good display, but we did not place. There were three winners and we did not make it, but uh, some of the houses were really good. I mean, we had like, you know, full blown skeletons out in lawns, like mowing lawns and stuff like that. Like a lot of really cool, you know, designs and decorations in the neighborhood. So, all right, uh, you know, it's kind of inevitable, uh, Eric, we got to talk about it. You know, tomorrow's the big day. Tomorrow's the election. Uh-huh. Hey, James. Hey, Laura. 
hey guys, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Do you think uh, are we going to know who, who won tomorrow night, or is this going to be something where we're going to have to wait a week or so? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm optimistic. We we might know some late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. You think so? I mean, because I I've been watching a lot, but um, unless there's a, a super huge surprise that we're not aware of. Well, I think too. I mean, a lot of the mail-in ballots haven't come in yet, so I think that they're going to be waiting for a lot of these mail-in ballots that don't necessarily have to arrive by tomorrow. They have to be postmarked by tomorrow. So it could be we're waiting for who knows how many millions of ballots, you know, for a couple of days after the election. I think that the uh, the Supreme Court just made a ruling, and Trump was kind of ticked off about it, allowing a few days after the election for these ballots to come in. I guess my question is, though, the mail-in ballots have been available for a couple of months now. What the hell have you been waiting for? Why can't you stick it in the mail so it's here on election day? I mean, for me, I think that a a ballot needs to arrive by the actual election day. If it arrives you know, tomorrow, then it should be that counting. Anything that comes in tomorrow, whether it's Democrat, whether it's Republican, Biden, Trump, it doesn't matter. Those should not be counted. You know, so exactly. Yeah. How hard is it to get your ballot in on time? I feel the same way. It should be one of those things where I don't, I don't think they should have a few extra days. Tomorrow should be the deadline because now we may be waiting, you know, God knows another two, three, four days, maybe even a week to find out who wins. And, you know, I'm kind of ready for this whole thing to be over. But let me ask you now, Eric, if, if Trump wins, what do you think the chances are that the Democrats are going to fall in line and they are going to try to support our president so we can have a successful four years going forward. Do you think there's any chance that's going to happen or zero chance? Um, I, I mean, it's really hard to tell. Um, I would probably say maybe, maybe not. But, you know, but I think the way the, the traditional me- media, as we know, it likes to spin it. They're making it look like they're not going to unite. Right. How about but, but that's the only way they know how to engage their audience, don't they not? That's it. That's the only way that they know how to do it. And now, do you think if, if Biden wins, do you think the Republicans will come in and try to make the next four years successful? Or is it going to be four more years of the Republicans attacking the Democrats like the Democrats have been attacking Trump? Do you think it's going to be more of the same? Because let's face it, in my opinion, we're going to have Joe Biden as president for one year maybe a year and a half. And by that point, uh, Harris is going to be taken over as president because I don't think yeah. Biden is going to be capable of doing that job. But I think that they know that. So it's going to be Kamala Harris. Because, going to be the president, you know, so what, what do you think is going to happen? Are the Republicans going to support Biden Harris or is it going to be just more attacking for four more years? Um, wow. Um, you know, and I think as much as we would, you know, we want both sides to unite them. Um, I mean, you know, I would think, you know, if, if, if Republicans are smart, that they would at least try their very best to be, to be the bigger persons in all this. I mean, you, you would yeah, think. And but, we, but, we, but we're seeing that the Democrats are proving they're, they're not being the bigger persons in regards to Trump being there. Yeah, Jess is right. She's saying it really does depend on how the House and Senate end up. I mean, you could have a exactly. You could have a scenario where Biden wins. And, of course, the state and local governments, too. Yep, absolutely. And I was I was watching quite a bit about the House and the Senate last night, and it seems like that there is a fairly decent possibility that the Republicans could end up with control of both again. So then 
you've got Biden and Harrison. And for the most part, if you've got the Republicans controlling both both the House and the Senate, I mean, again, for four more years, nothing's going to get done because, you know, they're going to pretty much shut down. Well, with, you know. But, you know, you know, Trump has, you know, talked about, you know, like you said, ha- uh, us having, you know, lo- probably like the best economy since like years or decades ago. And, um, you know, and strength- strengthening our military, you know, because I think he echoes the sentiment of Ronald Reagan's peace through strength and, um, and other good things like getting us out of that egregious Iran nuclear deal and the, the Paris Climate Accord, you know, like why are, why is it that we have to be be penalized and vilified when other countries are not pulling their own weight? Well, it's true. I mean, the, the United States for a very long time has been the cash cow of the world. And you, we get well, involved. And, and the police of the world, too. Police of the world, too. And you know, that can't continue. We can't continue to throw all of our money at you know the climate accords being the police of the world and fighting every battle you know let them pay for their own battles let them pay for their own wars and again if we're coming into something like the paris accord and we're going to be spending money let's make sure that china russia some of these other countries are also chipping in and it's not just the american taxpayers because american taxpayers shouldn't be footing the bill for other countries no i agree completely and we've been taking advantage for so long i was finally happy to see that during you know Trump's presidency, that he finally went after China. I mean, China, because of the NAFTA agreement that was put in place by Bill Clinton, has, has been mm-hmm. stealing our jobs since Clinton was in office. I mean, you drive through any urban city in this country, you know, whether it be in my area, Worcester, Lawrence, Lowell. I mean, any of the any of the old cities that had factories and mills and things like that, they're all empty. They're all empty because in this country, we stopped manufacturing things. And the one thing that's been nice is with the additional tariffs and the things that Trump has put in place, we have seen jobs returning to our country and returning to the inner cities. And it's allowed people that didn't have employment opportunities before to have those employment opportunities. But, you know, I I don't know. I I don't know why that's a bad thing. I really don't get it. But I, I do see that it seems that more black and Hispanic Americans are coming around to the fact that the Democratic Party has not done much to help them over the years. Mm-hmm. And at least Trump has brought jobs back to the inner cities when the Democrats have done nothing but give them you know, entitlement programs that have forced their family to be reliant on those programs without having jobs that create self-esteem, that create a variety of positive things that happen with people. So, I mean, I am happy to see people like we've talked about it before, Candace Owens and, you know, Kim Klaychek and other people who are coming mm-hmm. forward and, you know, who are African-American and coming out and saying, hey, the Democrat Party has done nothing for us. But unfortunately, I think that there are so many people in this country that still will live and die with the Democrats for the crumbs that they throw them, that they're going to still vote in that direction. I mean, if I had to choose today, I mean, I would love to see another upset. I would love to see Trump win tomorrow. But if I had to put money on it today, I'm, you know, my guess is that probably we're going to find out that Biden wins the presidency. So, I mean, do you have a prediction as to what you think? I mean, I, I want it to be Trump, but I don't know if he's got the votes. I mean, even the top well, percent. but I, I just think, you know, um, we will be really su- surprised, you know, come tomorrow night, regardless of the direction the election goes in. Yeah, I mean, um, I would like to think that no matter what way it goes, that we're going to unite as a country. But I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. And I, I hope that 
you know, if, if Trump is to win tomorrow night, I mean, you could see the Antifa groups, you know, taken to the streets, burning down cities. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of a shame where you see businesses like I see businesses in, in Boston mm-hmm. this morning are putting up plywood on their windows for the election because they're preparing for the riots. And, you know, it, it's not just. A oh, yeah. I mean, you look at what Antifa did in Portland and different places like that. But. If you flip it the other way, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, extremist groups on the Republican side, too. So if if Trump, if if Biden wins, you could see some of those groups taking action. Oh, yes. So it's kind of a scary, scary time in this country where I saw a report on the news this morning. They were talking about we are setting records in gun sales right now in this country, gun sales and ammunition. And I think that's because a lot of people see a lot more civil unrest coming down the pike. And we could be, who knows, we could be looking at a full-blown civil war. I think we've been in a political civil war for quite some time, but we could be looking at a full-blown civil war and maybe even the collapse of our government at some point. I mean, do you think that's a possibility? I mean, what what is slightly... Well, there there, there could be that possibility. Um, But I know that what you were talking about, you know, that, you know, like the, the group that the Dems like to pander to, of course, you know, you know, as much as they have been disenfranchised, it just seems like that they continue to get to support them and um, and, and get and, and they continue getting duped every time. I mean, are, are they are they just not able to open their eyes to see what's going on or do they just not want to? It's hard to figure it out, isn't it? I'm not sure what to think. Yeah, yeah I'm really not. But uh, it's going to it's going to be a crazy day tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I'm actually really excited. Well, um happen you know I, I was up late you know Fox and yeah, we're all about you know encouraging people to become more enlightened because you know we we can't live our lives being ignorant to what's going on in the world and i remember the first time donald trump was campaigning for the 2016 election when when you know like the 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 expression of ignorance is bliss is brought up i liked it when he said ignorance is deadly <laughs> it is ignorance is deadly and but that, that's the problem, you know. That's the problem. But, but, but Jim, you know, that's probably a politer way of, of telling people that they need to get woke. It is. It, it's a polite way of saying that. But I, I think part of the problem is, you know, I think for the people that pay attention, I don't want to say the people that are intelligent because I don't think that's fair. But for the people that really pay attention, I think mm-hmm. that people see very clearly that the public is being manipulated by the media. Media, they're being manipulated by the powerful in this country. And for most of the people, I think a majority of the people, you know, are smart, but they just either don't care, they don't pay attention, they they don't really well, think deeply about where their news sources are coming from. And I think that's changing. I think more and more people yeah. are starting to understand what's going on. But I still think that a large part of the population just do, either doesn't care or they just don't get it. As as you know, the, yeah. the, the media is completely manipulating. Uh, you know, and I, I used to to vote. You know, like. Like, like for Democratic politicians, um, which I mean, until like 10 years ago, I had that epiphany that, you know, like, I just feel like career politicians are, are just not representing people. They, they make promises, you know, to people in, in, and say things in hopes of getting elected or reelected. But then once they're elected or reelected, they go back on those promises. And we know that's nothing new. Um, that, that's been going on for so long. That's all, all politicians know. No, it's completely And true. we've allowed them to get away with it for so long. Well, that's what we've seen for, for many, many years in this country, and that's what I got tired of. The politicians had their PR people working for them. They had people mm-hmm. writing speeches for them. 
everything was done. So basically all you needed was a relatively intelligent politician who maybe looked good in a suit and could give good speeches. It was a figurehead. So that person would say all the right things, do all the right things. You know, at Thanksgiving, the thing that used to drive me crazy, every year they would show the president pardoning the Thanksgiving Day turkey and all these stupid, irrelevant things that they would do every year. And there were, there were dozens of those things that, you know, they give certain speeches, they say certain things. But I think what, what drove me crazy is you're right. I mean, you would listen to whether it be a Democratic politician, a Republican politician, you would listen to their campaign promises and none of them would come true. They would tell you something mm -hmm. that's not fantastic. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to cut your taxes. I'm going to build jobs. We're going to end racism. We're going to do all these different things. But then all of a sudden election day comes, they win. And then you don't hear one damn thing about any of those campaign promises ever again. And they just go and start, you know, going down the road of promoting their own agenda. That was the one thing I did like about Trump. I mean, you can say whatever you want about well, him. Well, you know, Trump just doesn't have a filter because, you know, he, he's going to say what's on his mind, you know, right then and right, right. there. And, um, um, and he doesn't care w w whether, whether he offends you or not. But, but, you, but at least I, I have the capacity to, to respect what's on, what he says and does, even if I don't like it. I mean, and I know you didn't like it when he made, when he poked fun at a at a disabled man. Oh, not at all. But I think sometimes that. people have to look beyond that and and look at the fact that you know he's been, you know, working to make America great um, and and trying to to because he he wants our our country to realize its full potential. And then the one thing I really admire about him is he's the, pre the kind of president or politician that has decided to forfeit, you know, accepting that taxpayer salary and give it either to charity or to um, another government agency that could benefit from it. Well, I think of it this way. You know, if I were to invite Joe Biden and Donald Trump to hey, my right. Thanksgiving, so no, if I were to invite Donald Trump and Joe Biden to my house for Thanksgiving, you know, I, first of all, I wouldn't want either one of them at my house because number one, I'd have to keep Trump away from my wife. And I have, <laughs> right. and I have to keep Biden away from my children. <laughs> He'd be or, or you better hope Melania is there to keep Trump in check. Trump will be chasing my wife around the kitchen table, trying to grab whatever <laughs> it is he, he grabs. I'm not going to get on that road, but so I'm, I'd, be, I'd be defending him, and then I'd be watching out for Biden, you know, kissing and sniffing my children. So I don't want either one of them at my house. I don't like either one of them. Right. But you're right. I mean, the one thing I did like about Trump is Trump made his campaign promises. And at least, you know, wh whether you like them or not, okay, you may not agree with build the wall, but he build, he's building a wall. You may not agree with him saying he was going to get illegal immigrants out of the country, but he did what he said he was going to do. Did he fight against health care? He did. So basically, all these different things, you know, that Trump promised he would do or try to do, he did try to do. So those campaign promises did not disappear directly after the election. And that's one thing that, you know, I, th I think with Biden, he says all these, I mean, he said point blank, we're going to ban fracking. And then next thing, we're not going to ban fracking. I mean, it, it all depends on where he is. He's just trying to tell people what they want to hear as opposed to really telling people what you're going to do. And I think people in this country, whether it's Democrat or Republican, I mean, if they sent out a Democrat four years from now that was, you know, honest and was telling the truth, and this is what we're going to try to do and went, went down the line trying to do a lot of those things, you know, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, I'm not married to voting for only a Republican. I mean, I, I've talked about my voting record in the past. I've voted for Democrats. I voted for Bill Clinton twice. You know, I've, I voted for Obama once. So, I mean, I am not, you know, solely a Republican, but 
For me, I do not see the appeal of Joe Biden. The man is not, in my mind, you know, mentally capable right now of doing the job. I think he has dementia. Kamala well, Harris, um, president within a year, and she is a left-wing extremist who lost in her own primary. She could not win, you know. So you're right. I mean, light break. Yeah, that's a great point, light break. I want you to read that off, Eric, so everyone can hear it. So, sadly, some people in our country are conditioned to believe the first thing they hear and run with it. They do. Which, which I, and I, and I think that's very, very unfortunate too. And then another thing about Joe Biden is, is, is he's just another career politician who basically has been in Washington for too long and, and forgotten about the people Amen. because he's, he's only there for the, the money. Place. You're right. Idiots do, don't do their homework or fact check. I got into a debate, a little bit of a debate, a nice debate on Facebook yesterday with a girl that I know. And I don't know her super well, but she was someone I used to work with years ago. She's black. I'm white. And she was talking about Biden, how she hated Trump and talking about Black Lives Matter. So I got in and just talked about a little bit with her about some of the extremists. And, and the, the way I phrased it was, you know, I, I do like the basic message of Black Lives Matter because black lives do matter. They do. All lives matter, but black lives matter. And let's face it, black people for many, many years have been the brunt of slavery and a lot of different things that have been unfair, you know, poverty in the inner cities that's actually due to the Democrats, but they have been victims of all these different things. But like I said to her, I do like the premise of Black Lives Matter, but Antifa unfortunately hijacked their cause and turned it into mm -hmm. an extremist group. So she kind of disagreed yeah. with that, but... Um, you know, I don't know. It, it's uh, I'll be sporting my Ruth Bader Ginsburg hoodie when I'm working the polls tomorrow. Now, were you a Ruth, Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg fan, Light Bright? I mean, she was an amazing woman. I mean, I you know, yeah, you know, boy, they should make us think of it. You know, again, I she has more liberal views, I guess, than I have. But you can't look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg and not recognize the fact that she was an amazing woman that did a lot of great things for this country. And, you know, it's so you had it before well, she, well, she had a very long and distinguished career and and legacy. Yeah, she did. No, she, she did a lot of amazing things. I mean, I, I can definitely appreciate someone, even though I don't agree with everything she stood for. She was an amazing woman. She was an amazing woman, did a lot of great things. And she should certainly be honored for the life that she led and the things that she did. Now, you know, the, the new woman, Amy Coney Barrett, I mean, obviously, I get why the Democrats are angry. The Republicans kind of slipped that through pretty quickly. Obviously, they wanted her in before Trump possibly lost the presidency, and you couldn't have more of a polar opposite than Ruth Bader Ginsburg than Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, they're two different women with obviously two different types of beliefs. But uh, still, you know, regardless, they're both amazing women, you know, amazingly strong, intelligent, uh, amazing women that should both be celebrated, even though they both have different different views on which way the country, you know, should go. So. Uh, I don't know. Did, did you see Eric? Did you see that woman? Uh, <laughs> there was that woman on Facebook. Every time I think of it, it makes me laugh. She was obviously left wing, uh, big fan of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And she was <laughs> did a video and she was absolutely snapping, driving her car about Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away before the election happened. And she was literally in her car recording a video, just screaming about Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying. Why couldn't she wait three more months? Now, again, I'm sure Ruth Bader Ginsburg would have preferred. Well, um, what, what people got to realize is it. I guess it was her time to go. I guess the good Lord upstairs was ready for her. Yeah, and there, there, there had to be a reason why she went at this time. And, you know, it, it's funny, too, because I look at a Amy Coney Barrett, and I think that so many people look at her 
and think that she's just going to be a pawn of the Republican Party. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that she has probably done the things that she needed to do, say the things that she needed to say to get to where she is. But I don't think she's going to be pressured to go in a certain direction. I think that, as she said on more than one occasion, she is not going to let politics interfere with her decisions. I, I, I hope that she gets in. Well, um, and is fair, you know, when she makes her decisions. And we can hope that anyway, you know. Hey, no, well, no, right. Exactly. No one. I think the Supreme Court justice have a have a job in the judicial branch to interpret the law the way our founders wrote the United States Constitution all you know centuries ago, and um, but but they weren't put there to legislate from the bench. But but I think the culture of judicial activism and seeing judges legislate from the bench just shows that the legislative branch is not doing their job. It's true. It's true, and we'll we'll have to see in which direction that goes moving forward. Now. I have to I have to offer this. You know, I see what we're talking about judges. We've kind of gone in that direction. You know, I'm offering I think I could be a judge. I have no problem telling people what to do. I know my kids can probably agree with that. So I think maybe, you know, maybe we should have a show, Eric. Maybe instead of like Judge Judy, we can have Judge John. We'll have people come <laughs> in tell them what to do and make decisions for them and do all that stuff, right? I like it, Judge John. So I don't know. Maybe we'll go that direction going forward. But hey, gotta tell you about a couple of shows we get coming up this week. Today's just kind of a light chat type of show. But Wednesday night, don't well, forget. And actually, Eric, you were in my show the other day and we were promoting the show Wednesday. Wednesday night at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a show, and we're going to have an interview with a man who oh, yes. abused his wife. So, And it's one of my regular listeners, and I was actually describing it last show. And as I did it, that person came into the room, so I kind of stopped in mid-sentence because I knew he was okay with coming on, but I didn't want to talk about it with him being on there. I felt that it was strange. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to let him tell well, everybody um, when he comes in. But he, he called me on the phone. We had like a we had like an hour conversation, and he told me all about the different things that happened to him. I mean, his wife burned him in the face with cigarettes. His wife uh, hit him in the head with a frying pan. I mean, did hey, all different things. Oh, there he is. There's my man, Chuck. Man, the show <laughs> right? Chuck, you know, a.k.a. You know, Sinister. How funny was that show the other night? Was that good or whatever? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just went off forever, man. That was so much fun. And uh, now, Sinister, you're on tonight, right? Isn't your show on tonight? What time? Um, 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Uh, um, Chuck and Billy's not your cup of tea. <laughs> nice. I'm going to have to tune in and listen to that one tonight. That's but I know you and him are going to work on rescheduling his the next Inside the Morgue show. We forgot. We both forgot. He texted me, and he's like, dude, we forgot to do the Inside the Morgue show, and I had completely forgotten also. So that's uh, we we're both forgetting to do it. But, I yeah, know he, you're really kicking yourself on that one. <laughs> I can't believe we both forgot. That was pretty funny. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to the show tonight. And then, again, like, like I mentioned, Wednesday, we're going to be interviewing this guy that comes into my show all the time. Well, you know who he is. And he's going to be talking about the abuse he suffered at the hands of his wife. And he's now divorced. Now, the second show, this is going to be kind of crazy. I had a woman email me over the weekend. I'm getting a lot of people emailing me about the Circle of Hope. People are coming out of the woodwork that have heard the shows. And now they want to tell their story. This is going to be a tough one. A woman asked me if she could come on and speak for her husband. Because her husband went to the Agape boarding school in the 90s. And her husband was a father of a couple of kids. Her, you know, it was her husband, and he committed suicide because of all the different things that happened to him at Agape. So she wants to come on and give her husband a voice and talk about what happened to her husband 
when he was in school there. So, you know, that's kind of crazy. So I'm, I don't know if I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to that show, but you know, we, we, we still have to schedule the date. It may happen this week, but I'm going to be interviewing her and she's going to be talking about the different things that her husband over uh, the course of the abuse at Agape. So Sinister, I see your comment. You have 104 downloads in a day and a half. That's pretty good. So it shows me. Show, I don't know if you saw the show I did. I believe the show I did very shortly had over 100 downloads shortly, very quickly. So I haven't looked at the stats in a couple of days, but uh, it it was downloaded pretty heavily pretty quickly. So I'm sure your show is going to be a huge success. Eric, should I talk a little bit about uh, about one of the things I was I was going to do this month? Um, the month of November is upon us. Oh, yeah, that we, we were just talking about it. I th- I'm thinking I'm going to do this. So if anyone's interested, you know, there's no, you don't need to do this. But if you want to do it, if anyone wants to donate pod points this month, I'm not going to keep a penny of the money. What I would like to do is any pod points that come in to my show during the month of November, the whole month, whatever comes in, if it's a thousand dollars worth of pod points, I'm going to match it. And I'm going to send those either in cash form to Toys for Tots or I am going to buy toys and leave them in the local Toys for Tots box in our area. I was thinking about how many yeah. families had a difficult time this year, how people have lost their jobs, how they don't have money. And I can't imagine what it would be like for a kid to wake up on Christmas morning or you know, Hanukkah or whatever people celebrate without gifts. So if mm-hmm. anyone donate pod points to my show this month, I think I already have like maybe 800 or 1,000 pod points sitting in my account. Those are going to go also. But anything that comes in during the month of November, yeah. every penny of that is going to go to Toys for Tots to pay for some toys for kids. Yeah, Toys for Tots charities that, that, that could benefit from that. Yeah. So those, I, is that, is, I mean, is that, what, what are the names that they call? I call them pod points. What else do people call them? Um, well, like, um, you know, that, that could b- depend on, like, the engagement points that you rack up during the month of November, um, including any, like, Gold, gold bean donations. It could be your super chats. It could be the claps or the coffee or the, the the love, the balloons, the flowers, the cake, the champagne, the gold mine, the guitar, the ring, the crown, the rainbow or the diamond or the sports car. Yep. Um, not sure of the chances of the yacht or the island being po- being possible, but but whatever in you know pod pod being friends of ours conspire. Hey, that would yeah, th- I would do that also. That would be awesome if we wanted to do that, where you can put money in either my PayPal or my Venmo. I'll literally yeah, of, you know, or cash out. Out. yeah, I'll cash those out and go out and buy buy presents for the kids. So well, yeah, I mean, you you could probably p- reply to like a Twitter tweet that I that I posted. You know, like where like during the month of November, like pod points, of course, and then like your like your Venmo and. Cash App and PayPal info if, if anybody wishes to donate that way. Yep. So, so yeah, I'm willing to do it anyway. I figured Pod Points would be the easy way to do it because people can move right through Podbean. But, yeah, if, if there are other ways in which people want to donate through, you know, I have Venmo, I have PayPal, all those different things, that would work too. And I, I will definitely, you know, take pictures of everything and show everybody before I send it out. I'll, I'll write the check or I think I may have to go buy. Yeah, or or if people s- sending money, you know, to help yeah. the Toys for Trust charities want to wanna send an you know, send a note like, you know, that they're like showing their support. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I think it'd be a nice thing to do. I've always wanted to do something on kind of a larger scale to help kids out a little bit. Like I, I thought about, I was thinking about a few different causes. You know, I thought about. Well, thank you, Glenn, for making that great point about PayPal. 
That's a good point. I don't know. I, I am on Instagram. I'm not sure if we are. No, I think I think you added me the other day. I think if I remember correctly, I seen you. I seen um, you across. So I think we. Um, might I'm plugging your um your your Instagram. Oh, cool. Thank you. And yeah, so you know, I, it was funny. I was thinking about different things I could do. And was, your Twitter. Yeah, I was thinking about like everyone's doing no shave November for cancer. I thought about doing that. I'm like, you know what? A lot of people do that. I'd like to do something to benefit kids. And it was kind of funny. <laughs> I hate having a beard. I've tried to grow a beard before and I can't make it past like a week or two because it's itchy. So literally on October 31st, I hadn't shaved in a couple of days. And I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the year. I'm going to do no shave November. So literally I woke up. <laughs> I woke up on Saturday night at like two o'clock in the morning, couldn't sleep. And I was itchy. So I went in and took a shower at two o'clock in the morning and shaved at two o'clock in the morning. So this year I only lasted literally two hours into no shave November before I actually <laughs> shaved my face. <laughs> so, um, Oh, absolutely. Please do. Please send me anything you have. You can send things off to the John DeVito show at gmail.com. And I'd love to support some different things as well. So I know I certainly don't mind doing that. So Sinister, he loves his tea baggers and he hopes to see everyone there at eight o'clock tonight. Now, Sinister, I saw that you mentioned what your show is about tonight. Could you tell everybody again what it's about real quick? And hey, Dina Joe, welcome to the old to the welcome, show. Dina. Yeah. And I was just talking, Dina Joe. What we're gonna do for the month of November is I'm gonna be collecting money for to toys for tots. So if anyone donates uh, pod points to my show. Or if anybody wants to send me, you know, even money through PayPal or whatever, I'm going to take all of that money and we're going to donate it and buy toys for children in the month of December. I figure there are so many children that have been, you know, just affected by their parents losing jobs and not having money. Mm -hmm. So in some small way, I want to see if our show can do something to maybe help people. So, you know, and maybe we can um, do it too. It might be a nice thing for a few different shows. But I saw Lightbright just mentioned November is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. I did not know that. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, we definitely need to talk about that. that. Yeah, I mean, that is a huge, huge, huge problem, domestic violence in this country, and it happens, I think, in more homes. Yeah, and it's very underreported, too. Well, I mean, that's like, you know, the show we're doing Wednesday night. The show we're doing Wednesday. Now, I, I hope that the people that come into the show Wednesday night, and I'd love to have a full group at 6 o'clock Eastern time, but we have a yeah. guy in who's going to talk about how his wife abused him. And one of the things that he talked to me about on the phone was he goes, it's embarrassing. You know, my wife beat me and I'm a man. I'm supposed to be tough. I'm supposed to, you know, not talk about things like this. And he said, it's really embarrassing for me to come on to the show and talk about this. But he said, but I want to do it for other men that are maybe going through the same thing. He said, because he went into a support group after he had gotten out of the hospital for what happened to him. And he said there were 42 men in his support group who are all dealing with men who were beaten by their wives. So, I mean, again, you hear about women that are getting beat by their husbands all the time. And unfortunately, it's an epidemic in this country where men beat women and it's disgusting and horrible and it needs to be reported. But it's going to be good, I think, to shed some light on the fact that it does happen the other way. And there's probably a lot of men out there that are just, you know, afraid to talk about it. So, like Bright said, my mom used to beat the shit out of my dad. It happens, right? I mean, it happens. I think it happens more than people think. I mean, some of the things that this guy talked about, and is again, I was talking about it the other day, and he came into my show, so I stopped abruptly. I didn't want to talk with him in. But, you know, he she burnt him in the face with cigarettes. She hit him in the head with a frying pan. She used to really beat them. And in light bright, you know, domestic violence is one of those things. I experienced it too. You know, I don't want you to be putting these things out there and feel like you're kind of hanging out on a limb. My parents, you know, fought a lot. My father was emotionally abusive, 
He yelled and screamed all the time. He physically hit my mother. You know, I saw it happen. And it's a terrible thing to grow up with. I grew up with that in my house. And I, and I think one of the reasons I waited until I was 33 years old to get married is because I didn't want to get married. I was afraid I was going to be like my father. I didn't want to be an asshole. I didn't want to beat my wife. And I didn't think I was going to do it. But when you grow up with that every day of your life, you don't know what the future holds for you. So when you grow up in an abusive home, you know, you, you tend to sometimes repeat that. I know that Sinister's talked about that a little bit too, where he was abused. My husband dragged me across the floor by the back of my shirt not long ago. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm oh, sorry yeah. That light bright. You know, that's just not right. You know, I, I can say that again, I'm no angel. You know, my, my wife and I have gotten into some good yelling matches over the years. Neither one of us have ever put our hands on the other person, but we've gotten into some good yelling matches where we yell at each other and we yell pretty good. And I know that we shouldn't do it, but sometimes you end up getting in an argument and unfortunately it escalates to a point where it should not, you know? So I'm sorry that happened to you. I really, really am. And hopefully, you know, hopefully it won't happen again. You know, I, well, I think that stuff happens a lot. Unfortunately, you know, people get frustrated, they get into fights and, uh, you know, it's just unfortunate. That's a big thing. So Wednesday, we're, we're gonna we're gonna have a, we're gonna have that. And let's see, I'm not, I'm not a, I can't read that. I'm not an Ange. I'm working to get out of there. Well, if if you ever need to talk, also like Bright, I always offer that. So for if anybody ever needs to talk, I'm available. Send me an email. You know, I'm a friend. If you ever need to talk to anybody, let me know. Okay. I'd be happy to talk to you. That's one of the reasons why I talked to this other gentleman. And yeah, I don't want you to ever feel like you're alone. You're not, you know, the, those are difficult things to go through. And I know what yeah. it's like. I've been there. I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've lived it. Now, Lightbright, do you have children? I don't remember having the conversation. I believe she does. It's hard for your kids to, to go through that also. You know, when you're fighting like that and you see physical abuse, that's something that, uh, you know, also, so you have four. That's right. Okay. I knew that because you're like me. You have four kids. I knew that from before. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to go through that. Like, you know, I, I worry about that with my children when my wife and I've had, you know, yelling matches, the, but that's the first thing we both think about is, you know, you don't want your kids to have to experience what you experienced as a kid. But I, I can say that, you know, the situation in my marriage, we're definitely different, you know, but my wife and I get into occasional arguments, but we have a pretty good relationship and there's certainly no physical violence and things like that. No, of course you could never leave your babies. Of course not. Of course not. I can't imagine how any mother, would be able to just leave the babies. You know, I think that, you know, mother, I mean, fathers have a bond with their kids, but when you carry a baby in your body, you know, for nine months and you give birth to a baby, mothers have a special yeah. bond with their kids. And, you know, while, while, while my, while, while I know my kids love me, I mean, I really can't fault them if they have, you know, a stronger bond with their mother, their mother's nurturing. She carried them. She gave birth to them. You know, and uh, I, I get that. I mean, yeah. that's how I was with my mother. I loved my mother so much. I mean, I, I would go to go to the grocery store just to be with her and spend time with her. And, you know, as I got older, you know, it was hard to watch some of the things that happened between my mother and father where, you know, I, I get big and I started to get involved. And I still remember, you know, the first time where my father was out of control in our house and I was a grown man at this point. I was bigger than my father. I was playing college football. And he started doing this thing. And I remember I grabbed him and I stopped it. And, you know, after all those years of going through physical abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, you would think it would feel better to stop your father from doing something like that. But it doesn't make you feel better. I mean, to get into a physical altercation with a dad, it feels terrible. You know, it feels terrible. And I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. So both of my parents 
abandoned me more than once during my childhood. Jeez, I'm sorry. I am sorry to hear that. Oh, did you want to call in now, Senator? I, I didn't see your notes. Oh, I, yeah. I, oh, yeah, call in. I didn't, I didn't see it. I tend to look at my microphone when I talk. I don't look at the screen. <laughs> I miss a lot of comments. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so what's up well, and I would say to Lightbright, she's welcome to come to, to your Wednesday evening show if, if she's yeah. interested. Oh, man. So, so Chuck, now, are you calling in to talk about what happened to you or just calling in to say hello? What, what's up? Well, I was calling in because I, you wanted me to tell you what was going on in the show tonight, but I'll oh, let, you, let you finish doing what you're doing first. I'm not going to yeah. interrupt because like, it's, no, it's it, not it, something it, to interrupt because it sucks. It so. does. You, you've been through it. You know I mean, You and I have really never oh, talked yeah. about it in detail, but I know you've mentioned it a few times, and you know, you're a tough guy, and I'm sure that, like me, you know, again, <laughs> I don't talk about it with really anybody. Of course, now I have a podcast, and I tell everybody here what I went through. Maybe that's how I vent and it out i guess but i mean people that know me people that grew up with me i don't think really know that much about what happened in my house and you know people in the town i live with now i don't go around telling people and being you know crying about it but um you know it, it was it, I, I did not have a pleasant childhood you know i mean i know a lot of people could get on that road mine was not pleasant but i mean i did find a way to make peace with my father towards the end and you know he and i had a pretty good relationship and unfortunately now he's got dementia so you know <laughs> and what kind of sucks about his dementia is he's taken a step back and he's almost kind of like the person he used to be like 10 years ago now so he's kind of back in asshole mode again <laughs> which is kind of unfortunate Jeez. but i know it's not his fault so it's kind of tough to take a step back after he and i've had a pretty good relationship for a while but like bright i agree you know you're you're a strong amazing woman you know, oh my God, you know, light bright. It's funny you say that because my wife, you know, grew up. I, I don't want to talk too much about my wife because she's not here talking about it, but things were not perfect in her childhood, also. That's exactly what she did. She talks about doing exactly that, that she created a world in her own head sometimes when things were tough. And I think I probably did that to a point also. I mean, I spent a lot of time in my room. Back in my day, though, you would go out. And you would spend a lot of time with your friends. So I'd be on my bike and I'd be gone. There were times when, you know, I slept in my, one of my good friends around the corner from my house. He lived in a neighborhood. I lived on a main street. I used to ride my bike down to his house and there was a bunch of kids in his neighborhood. And I think I slept in his tent for like a week in his yard. He would camp out and I just slept there for like a week. My parents didn't even know where I was. And I, I slept at different people's homes when I got kicked out of my house you know, for various reasons. So that happened to me quite a bit when I was a kid. And uh, yeah, you know, it just sucked. But the way I look at it now is I have used everything that's happened to me in the course of my life. And I think it's created the person that I am today. I'm a person that has a big heart. I am a person that cares about people, but I'm also a person that doesn't put up with shit. So if you're going to be an ass to me or you're going to be an ass to my children, be prepared because I'm going to rain down on you like you've never seen before. <laughs> and that's probably because, you know, how I grew up. But in general, oh, yes. you know, if, if you're a good person, you're good to my family, you're good to me, I will bend over backwards to help you. I would give you the shirt off my back. I would help you in any way that I can. And you seem like that type of person too. So you're saying you got put out of your house at the age of 14. Yeah. All those experiences. I mean, and it's good and bad. It's not all good. I mean, not all parts of my personality are good. I mean, I can be a stubborn pain in the ass. My wife would back that up in a second. Believe me. I, 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 I hate my, believe me. That I sound like Trump. Believe me. But I, you know, I, there are a lot of negative things about my personality. I mean, I'm certainly not perfect by any means, but I, I made a promise to myself that I would never put a hand on anybody. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. But I mean, you're a beautiful, young, strong woman. 
and you know do whatever you can if you if you need to to get out of that situation you know do what you need to protect your children and uh, you're certainly not alone a lot of women go through what you're going through a lot of them a lot more than you probably even know or think about so you're not alone and you know if you have people that you can reach out to for help reach out to them and i mean it when i say you know me saying for you to reach out to me with an email or a phone call that's not an empty promise i mean it reach out to me all right reach out to me we can talk and i'm always here to help if you need the help so maybe i'm an alchemist i fought those i forged those traumatic experiences in the fire and created me there you go right and that's what you do you know that's that's what you do that's what you do boom you're right mic, mic drop absolutely I think you, yeah. need to, you need to fight through things and try to make things positive in your life, you know, and that, that's all you can do. Cause I think everybody goes through difficult things. Eric, you've talked about it. You've talked about yeah. you've difficult times with your family, right? I mean, you, you, you were right. pretty open about it on one of my shows. Oh yeah. Well, and then, and then also having friends who've been great sources of moral support, you know, people I'm not related to. And then, and even people I, I've met through Podbean that I've never actually met in person, but, but I've like connected with people like you and, Dina Joe, the old man, and slightly, and cracks, and 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 a host of other people on so many levels. Hey Chuck, he left you out. And and Chuck too, you know, because I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, you kidding. know, I think of course here on Podbean, we're the kind of people who, you know, treat treats people like they're part of the family and welcome them with open arms. Yeah, and that's what's been good about Podbean. I mean, I think that it's been nice that it took us a little while to carve out maybe our own group of shows or own group of mm -hmm. friends that all kind of have the same attitude on life, you know, and it, it is like a family. It, it, to me, it's a strange thing, you know? I mean, I didn't have, mm -hmm. well, you are a dick, but I like you. So, you know, and again, you're a small dick. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Glenn. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, for me, I think this is a good group of people. You know, we've formed mm -hmm. a family but it's a strange thing. You're right. It's an ultimate modern family. I mean, I'm older and they didn't have this shit when I was a kid. And, you know, to, to feel connected with people you really don't know is just kind of a strange feeling, but it's a good feeling also where, you know, we're meeting people that we would never meet um, ever probably in our lives. And who knows if we'll ever get a chance to meet in person. But, uh, you know, I, I consider everybody that comes into my show friends for the most part, with the exception mm -hmm. of one. You know, Glenn, I don't consider a friend because I feel kind of bad for him. <laughs> um, I'm drinking. Hopefully, it doesn't cut off my microphone. Because I, I know, like, some of the friends that we have on here, so we there might be things that we may not agree on, like politically. But you know, like like I say, I pe people, you know, who might have differing beliefs. That you know, I still have respect for them. You know, and and make it a point to listen to what they say and and. And I and I think they managed to make it a point to listen to what I have to say, and it doesn't mean we have to get, be like attacking each other and getting belligerent, but you know, but being respectful is key. What is being key? And yeah, regarding Planet ADHD, I haven't been in that show. I know that that's uh, Father Brian. I used Brian to and Rebecca, him. yes. Yeah, he generally goes on later than I'm, I'm normally on, so I haven't heard his show too much. But, he usually uh, goes on at 10 p.m. Eastern, yeah. But I'm <laughs> yeah. already in slightly show at that time. I told you, Glenn, I have a long memory. You make fun of me for being bald, and I'm going to, you know, kind of get on you, man. So it is what it is. But, yeah, no, Chuck, I agree. Hopefully you and I will meet up. You're, you, know, you come back to Massachusetts quite a bit, and you talked about moving to New Hampshire. I got you all set up already, man. I got a group of friends up in New Hampshire that all bike, man. So I got a bunch of Harley friends in New Hampshire that I can plug you right into if you move up. Uh, to that area and get you involved with some some cool guys and stuff like that. So, hey, so Chuck, why don't you talk a little bit about your show tonight? You got another one coming on tonight at eight o'clock. 
I guess that's Eastern time in the U.S. Now, what time is it in Ecuador? Since you're in Ecuador right now, is it same time? Right, right now, it's no. Right now, it's twelve fifty nine. So that'd be like an hour now. ahead. Yeah, you you guys are an hour ahead of us. So. Oh, if it's twelve, yeah, that's what it is now here. He would be in the Central time zone, of course. We're in the Eastern. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so what are you going to do tonight? Talk about your show a little bit, and let's hear you talk. We're gonna. We're going to play Forgive Me, Father, for I Have Sinned. So what you do is, is we're going to have people call in, and they're going to say our, their sin to us. We're the priests, of course. And we'll see if we can answer them back in a vulgar, disrespectful manner, because that's what we're going to do. So, so give, us, uh, give us a couple examples of something that might might be said in your show, because I, I had a blast the other night. We literally were on for, I don't even know, almost two hours and we just laughed the whole time. I mean, I, I, I literally got out of my stomach was hurting me from laughing <laughs> the other night. We had a blast. It was so much well, fun. We're, I was gonna, we're, me and Billy are going to do the forgive me, Father, too. We're going to say some things like, uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned that I played with the altar boy in an appropriate manner, but it was enjoyable. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. We're going to get really you, bad. You go, hold on. Are you going to need this tonight? Ew. Yes, I might. I'll give you one more. Literally before that show, my daughter recorded this on my soundboard, and it was. Um, I hope that maybe you'll get um like added on the soundboard, like the lady that's like, oh hell no. That'd be a good one. Now hold on. Now didn't Glenn a little bit earlier say something about one inch? Ew. All right, so there we go, Glenn. <laughs> oh, I just I, thank I, you, Lightbright. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about everybody here in this family, and it's good that we can all be here for each other. And I don't know, you know, it's a, it's a crazy new family, but it's a it's a good family, and I do find myself missing it when I'm not, you know, experiencing time with everybody. So, so anyway, your show sounds like it's going to be a good one tonight. How long are you guys going to be on for? Like an hour, two hours, or just however long you go? No, I don't, but I need that. I get to create some more sounds. <laughs> That'd be a good one, a gagging one. Uh, and so, Chuck, how long are you guys going to be on tonight? We're probably going to be on for maybe an hour and a half, maybe two. Oh it depends, because once we go, we just can't stop. That's that's what it is. And we Ew. make it funnier and funnier as we go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I swear to God, I, I was telling Caitlin that that was probably the most popular part of the show was the ewes like every two seconds. Oh, yeah, it was the about laughing twice as hard. <laughs> you, you, should, you should send that to me in an email, and I'll put it on mine, and then I'll play it. Yeah, I gotta figure fun. out how to do that. I'm still kind of, I'm kind of decent with tech, but I don't even know how to get like things on the the road. I lost my directions, of course, so I gotta look at, look up my directions. I recorded that directly on my road mixer, but I'm not sure how to email things to the mixer and get sounds onto. I'm sure there's a way to do it, so I gotta figure that out. I'm not sure how to get that sound off of the mixer, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I mean, you know. I mean that that's good to keep it on there, but um. I just DM'd um, Sinister just now, like the YouTube video of the female sound effect of the oh hell no. Oh, hell um, if he's no, able to no. put it on his, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if you can hear 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 what I'm about to pull up, play on here, but I'll give it a shot. But I've got to put the headphone up close to the mic. If y'all can hear it. You need a sponsor for all the casual product drops. Yeah, you're right. I should get one. You're right. I talk about Dunkin' Donuts all the time, and I talk about Road. I, I need a businessman that can get me some sponsors. See, that's what I do in my regular job, and I just don't want to do it here. This is for like fun for me, so I don't want to deal with having to sell anything since I do that. I was saying, the rest I was of my saying a whole bunch of whole bunch of shit on my show, like McDonald's and Burger right. King, and <laughs> right. <laughs> 
We're giving them like free promos, man. We shouldn't be giving them free anything. Exactly. They should be paying for the shit, you know? Exactly. Uh, our product placement. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know, guys. I I don't know how you feel. I'm so friggin' sick of wearing a mask. Oh, <laughs> over. oh my weekend was really fantastic, especially yesterday. Oh, you did all yard work all weekend, didn't you? You were saying like four hours. Saturday I did yard work, but but last night I did something wickedly awesome. I can guarantee. I didn't know if you saw it on Twitter or not. No, what'd you do? I didn't see it. Um, I took a little tri- field trip up oh, Interstate seventy five. I did see that. You went to a Trump rally, right? Yeah, I'm, I was in a rush to get up there. It was like a nearly two hour drive. Stop. But I managed to collect a you know a little bit of like video footage, you know that I'm gonna give give slightly like the unedited footage that he can you know air on the video simulcast and the audio simulcast. Um, but I know tonight's slightly serious show is gonna be really interesting when um, we have that interview with Michigan congressional candidate Anthony Carbonaro who lost in a primary defeat earlier this year and and he's exploring running again in 2022 to unseat debbie dingle wow that's going to be a pretty good show tonight i'll have to tune in for that now hey if you could (laughs) yes jess you're right and i talked about it last night on trust talk hey what what was the and we're going to be talking about it more this week on slide the tone tomorrow he's going to have an election day marathon starting at 5 p.m eastern he's going to run it for at least eight hours but but with like the with like the three hour limit on live cast, he'll have to do like a 15 minute intermission and then start it up again. Yeah. Hey, so explain to me what, what was going to a Trump rally? Like, tell us what it was like. I mean, I mean, there, there was a, 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 it was a pretty decent crowd. Um, but I mean, I, I, I didn't really get to stay the, 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 you know, too long. And then plus my, my phone, phone battery decided it wanted to go dead on me, which, but I managed to get some decent footage and, and to capture like some conversations with a couple of people there, including like a lady and her son from Gwinnett County and then a young man from Midtown Atlanta. And then I was unable to capture a conversation I had with a lady and her husband from Calhoun. And I noticed like people were even coming from all around, including as far away as like Alabama and Tennessee and maybe even Mississippi and North Carolina, South Carolina and Florida. Exactly. I would say, look who just came into the room. Trump train 2020. Welcome. (laughs) Perfect. Oh, well, speak of the devil then. (laughs) I guess his ears must've been ringing. I don't don't recognize the name. If you ain't here before, Eric was just talking about attending a Trump rally. So go ahead. What what was it like being there? (laughs) Uh, wow, but it, I think it was very, it was very interesting. I will say, but you know, hopefully, I'd get to experience that one day soon again. How many people were there at the rally? Do you think? I think they said about thirty to forty thousand people were there, but I think the stage area, you know, was was extremely limited. But I think, but I was able to like like raise my phone up enough to where I can you know, get like video and I did kind of a 360 spin. Yeah. I kind of saw a little bit. I saw that you were, Hey, thanks for the share. I I only just posted edited material on Twitter for right now, but slightly is getting the unedited material. That's cool. Um, And then I even shared some like pictures also with, um, you know, what us highway 27 going northbound and southbound look like, but I had to only use still photos for that. 
That's cool. So now, how how long did Trump actually speak for? Was it a good speech? I think he was there for about like a good hour and a half. I even got an image of Air Force One coming in. Huh. That's kind of cool. So what? So and so again. So he he spoke for quite a while. It was a good speech. Um, Welcome, Mister Avalo. Now, do, do you think? I mean, honestly, I see all these rallies for Trump mm-hmm. and all these different things. Oh, hey, thanks for the gift there. Oh Trump. my God, Trump okay. trying. Thank you. I don't know what that is. What is that? <laughs> see the thing That's a gold there. mic. Oh well, thank you for the gold mic, Trump train. I appreciate that. So thank you very much. And for Trump train, if you weren't in earlier. Any of the gifts that I get this month, we're actually going to be sending toys to Toys for Tots. So I made that announcement earlier. So thank you for that gift. Any pod points or any gifts I get during the month of November, we're going to translate that into money. Uh, we can do it also in some other different ways, you know, PayPal, whatever. I figured pod points would be easier, even though they take a percentage of it. Any of the money that comes in or any of the pod points that come in, I'm going to buy toys for kids in early December for Toys for Tots. So your gift is going to go to that. So thank you very much. Let's see. Damn, I know Bill Clinton and never got to see any real, real cool stuff like that. You actually know Bill Clinton? Do you really know him, like, personally? <laughs> I'd like to hear that story, what he's like. Oh, my God. I am. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Well, I, I, I think slightly would probably be thrilled to death to see Trump try and decide to show up at his show tonight. Oh, my God, Lightbright. You have to tell us the story then. I get to have you. Is he really? Bill Clinton is a close family friend. Is he a good guy? I voted for him twice, so I did like him as president. Um, dude, that'd be interesting to hear a little bit about him, what type of person he is. That's kind of cool. He's a close family friend. Nice. Oh, nice. wow. Yeah, that's kind of cool. My grandmother ran his first campaign for governor. Wow. Well, you know, it's funny, Lightbright. I bumped into Bill Clinton, and I didn't even know who he was. It was when he was running for president the first time. You know, New Hampshire is the New Hampshire primary, the first one uh, in the in the United States, or at least, at least it used to be before Iowa jumped out in front. But I was walking into a high school in New Hampshire, and I literally bumped right into Bill Clinton. Didn't know who he was. The one thing I remembered about him is his tie was crooked. So I walked into the office afterwards, and the ladies were all flustered. They're like, did you see that guy who just left the office? I'm like, well, yeah, I just bumped into him. That was Bill Clinton. He's running for president. So I literally bumped into the guy. Didn't know who he was. And it would have been kind of cool to kind of go back in time and be able to shake hands with him and get to meet him. But uh, let's see. I had stuff on my shirt when Clinton showed up. <laughs> nice. So that's cool, though. So, so what do you think? I mean, we're getting you know, getting towards the end of the show a little bit. I figured I'd be on for about an hour and a half today. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow, Eric? How about you, Sinister? I know you're not a big politician guy. Do you think Biden's going to win or do you think Trump's going to win? What's going to happen tomorrow? What's your prediction, guys? Yeah. Oh my god, I hate these dogs. <laughs> I think Trump's gonna win, but you think he's gonna win? I guess we can. Uh, I can't stand him, but whatever. If he wins, he wins. I mean, I hope he's gonna win. Well, I, I just don't see it in the polls. I mean, the polls could be completely wrong, but I'm even seeing the Fox poll that's showing that he's eight percentage points down, even in the Fox poll. I mean, I don't know how he's gonna. Win. I hope he does, but I can't see it. I, I, I think. Biden's <laughs> Excuse gonna win. me. Go ahead. Um, but all I will say uh, to our pod- podcast friends, you know, stock up on your popcorn, your your candy bars and your soft drinks or, or your, or your beers, uh, because I think tomorrow and Wednesday is going to be epic (laughs) (laughs) depending on what side of the aisle you're on and how the media is going to spin it. I can't wait for tomorrow. I can't wait to tune in. (laughs) I still remember in 2016. I mean, I thought, you know, like everybody else, Hillary's going to win it. It's over. And then to see a lot of the politics, a lot of the, uh, the media members just losing their shit as one. Oh yes. Trump. I mean, people were like, Oh, that's going to be epic when they're all proclaiming, but how can this be if Trump wins? And 
Well, I mean, it, some of the polls you're seeing, like a few of the polls are coming out and saying that Trump is in the lead. He's catching up in some of the battleground states. And, you know, you, you have to wonder, is there anything to the silent majority that everyone keeps talking about? So we'll see, you know, how many people actually come out and vote in person tomorrow. But it amazed me. When I saw, I think it was, I was flipping back and forth between CNN and Fox and MSNBC, trying to get all the different perspectives. And I saw that CNN said that already 97 million people have cast votes in the U.S. already. I mean, that's crazy. We could have, who knows, you know, half of the country voting. And I don't know if that's ever happened. I mean, if we have like 150 million votes, I mean, that would be probably the biggest vote total, I think, in the history of the country. So that would be pretty amazing. If well, I don't explain. vote for anybody. I'm not a voter. You're not a voter? <laughs> yeah, I voted already. No, I don't. Oh, I don't like Trump. I don't like someone that doesn't know what a, what the states are on a map, and I don't like someone that has half a brain missing. So I'm not interested. So a light bright. I would love one of those because I actually have at a yard sale probably like, I don't know, five, six years ago, I picked up a Reagan button and I have it along with all my autographed baseballs that I have in my office. If you have an extra Clinton Gore bumper sticker or, or, or a pin, I would take a pin. I'd take that in a heartbeat. And it was funny. Now, I looked. I wish I, I, wish I could put pictures on here. You know what I'll do? I'll put it on my uh, Twitter page later on. I have an old Reagan button. Now, do you know what his campaign slogan was during his presidency? Anyone know? Ronald Reagan? My son. Uh, don't remember. <laughs> of course. I mean, I, I was very, very young when Reagan was in office. I bought the button before Trump ran for office. His campaign slogan was making America great again, right on the campaign button from the 80s. I swear to God. I saw that. Wow. Like, Holy crap. So I don't know if Trump stole Deja it. Deja vu. Right? I don't know if he knew he stole it purposely or just made up the same campaign thing, but that was Reagan's slogan. What I'll do is I will take a picture of that button and I'll put it on my Twitter and maybe even my Instagram page later on today so you guys can see that. And I got it for like a couple of bucks. I don't think it's worth anything. I just thought it was cool, you know? So, yeah, hey, send me a private message. I would definitely love like a Clinton button. That would be awesome. <laughs> oh, do you really? A 1927 New York Times yeah, baseball. Dude, that's worth a yep. lot of money. That's worth a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. I'm now, never going to give it away. It was my dad. Oh, no. There's no way in the world. Yeah. Now, have you ever had oh, that wow. sent out to an, an authentic company like uh, PSA DNA? That, that would be sentimental right there. Yeah, he yeah, passed. So it's, it's, it's never going to be given oh. away. I mean, if, no way. Not in a million years. Oh, no, no. Because on that, you'll have Gehrig and Babe Ruth both on that ball. Oh, yeah. They're all on there. They're all led. You can see every, all their names. It's all in perfect condition Ooh. and everything. I don't know if you've looked up those, but I've seen... The only uh, way that you would get rid of that is if it went into a baseball museum, but I know you wouldn't sell it cheap. No, for no, me... No, I would never sell it cheap. <laughs> honestly, I've seen if it's in good condition. Well, baseball signed by Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig can fetch upward of like $10,000. And for the whole 27 Yankees team, I bet you you could, if it's in decent condition, even if it isn't in great dis, dis, you know, condition, I would say a minimum of 10. You could get maybe even upwards of like 20 grand for that. So definitely make sure you insure that if you have like a, oh, a yeah, house, house it's in a huge it's in a huge case it's like a double case it's like a square oh one square around it then another one around the ball so okay. it's not being no airs getting to it it's not rotting or anything like that it actually looks brand new it looks amazing right. and that's worth some money my friend you had you had to send that oh out to yeah the dna and have it like uh authenticated 
Now, the one negative thing about old baseballs like that is sometimes the old baseballs, I don't know if your father got that in person or if it was given to him, but you know what happens sometimes with those old baseballs is some of the the well-known players would have clubhouse personnel actually sign their autographs, so they were pretty good at it. I have one baseball that I got that was an awesome baseball, but then when I read the authentication, it said the two of the best uh, signatures on it were clubhouse signatures, which meant they weren't actually signed by those two players. They had a clubhouse attendant who would fake the autographs for them, but um, so hopefully that wouldn't be the case. If they're authentic, like Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth sign, sign baseball, that's worth a lot of money. Yeah, they're, it's yeah. all authentic. I've had it. I've had it checked and everything. Mickey Mantle's. Oh. I mean, not Mickey Mantle. Luke Gehrig's is real. Um, it's 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 amazing. I was like, that's are you kidding me? This guy's like, it's not a joke. This is all real. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> so, amazing. Good for that heart attack. <laughs> yeah, the best. The best one I have. I have a bunch of signed baseballs, and I have a huge baseball card collection. And the best signed baseball I have is I think it was a 1938 team Red Sox baseball with Jimmy Fox and Lefty Grove on the sweet spot. So that's a I have cool yeah. yeah I have a Jimmy cool. Fox one signed by Jimmy Fox. And I have one signed by uh, Mark the Bird Fidrinch. I, I used to love Mark the Bird Fidrinch. Yeah. Oh my god! You love to compare autographs. I get tons of autographs. I've got like in my baseball card collection. I've got two Babe Ruth baseball cards. You know, tons of Yankees like Mickey Mantle, Yogi Berra. I've got Ted Williams. I've got all the old timers. I've got a Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fox, Rogers Hornsby. A lot of good baseball cards. Though, of course, the one I would love to get would be the Honus Wagner, which is uh, worth you know probably oh, yeah. a million dollars minimum if you get one of those. But unfortunately, I haven't. The, the, the tobacco yet. card. Yeah, hell yeah. I would love to have that card. You might have thought about doing it. On, 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 eBay, on eBay, they sell those they like sell reprints. Like they, they sell the reprints for, for, I don't know, like, you know, for like five bucks. It looks exactly like the original. I thought about buying some of those and then having like a yard sale and just mix those in with baseball cards. You know, pop like a, a Hannes Wagner, you know, in <laughs> into, into that. And you could see some guy that knows about baseball cards flipping through. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll pay 50 bucks for this box. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure, absolutely. Hannes Wagner. Sorry, dude, it's a fake. Sorry. But hey, Kevin, welcome to the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, so listen, everybody, I, I've had a good show. I've enjoyed it. I've got to actually get going because I've got to pick my son up at school and bring him to work. Well, um, no, yeah, I, if, if, if Chuck wants to go ahead and plug, plug again tonight, yeah, not your cup of tea and the inside the board that y'all both collaborate on. Yeah, and whoever's in here, make sure you send me some pod points if you want to donate for toy, Toys for Tots. We're collecting money the whole month of November. So any pod points that you send me, we are going to send off to Toys for Tots and buy toys for kids that are struggling this year in December. So anything mm-hmm. you send me will be donated directly to the kids. So go ahead, Chuck, promote your show, and then I'm going to end this bad boy for today. All right, guys, I want you to uh, come into my show. It's called Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea. We're going to be playing a game today called uh, – Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's going to be pretty vulgar, inappropriate, and that's what we do. So I hope you guys come and join us. It'll be a, it's going to be a blast. Nice. All right. Again, so race rated explicit, and people, you know, who have a politically correct mindset need not come. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. not apply. Don't come You'll in. You'll probably be offended. Yeah. I even got it the other night. I was, like, doing the show from my kitchen, from my kitchen table. And I was, and we started the show, and then I see my wife in the kitchen giving me like dirty looks from some of the things I was saying. But I certainly encourage everybody, of course, to come back later on tonight at nine thirty p.m. Eastern for the Manic Monday edition of the Slightly Serious Show when we do our interview with Anthony Carbonaro. But hopefully, during the month in November, we'll get a couple more interviews with interesting people lined up. So stay tuned, you know, oh, as, as more information becomes available, and then. Be sure to also check out other great podcast friends, including Milk Dog, Just Another Day in Paradise, and Dreadnought 928, and 
VOP USA Radio. And then Ralph William, he's on as early as 6 a.m. Eastern, then chit chat with the old man on, you know, tomorrow morning starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. And um, Cracks in the Talking Corner podcast Wednesdays and Fridays at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Frankie D's Crib also on Wednesdays and Fridays starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then over the weekend, Dennis Lee's um, Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole and Lyrical Laxatives and and also be on the lookout for Trice Talk Sundays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern and and the Old Man's Music Shows on Fridays and Sundays as well and Laura and Lou's Communication Station as well as, as Chuck and Billy and, and, a few, and a host of other great podcast friends. And of course, thank you to Glenn and to Light Bride and to Dina Joe and to Trump Train 2020 and and other podcast friends on it. And if, if, I believe he showed up in Jesta for for showing your support. Yeah. And thank you for everybody coming into the show. Like I said, we'll be doing the Toys for Tots things all month. So if you feel the need to send some pod points on, please send them on. They're going to go directly to the children, every penny. And we'd like to buy some toys for some kids. So feel free to send those on to my show anytime during the month of November. And Lightbright, if you ever want to you know, get get on a chat sometime, you know, call into my show. We can have you on sometime. But I'm going to send you a message. Thank you for the photos. I, I'm going to look forward to seeing those. I'm going to send you my address because I would love to get uh, a Clinton Gore button if you have one. That would be sweet. And uh, like I said, you know, oh, if, yes. you know, if you ever need to talk, let me know. Okay. So everybody tuning out for John DeVito, have a great day. Eric, Kirk, Love you and God bless you, everybody. All right, talk to you soon. And here goes the exit music. Ew. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> I thought you would have did the boo sounder. Oh, my God. I had the Hold on. I got to go back and figure this out. I didn't. Let's see now. Here's like my boomer time when I'm trying to figure out the sounds. All right, if I push this button here, it should go back to where I need to be. Oh, there we go. Okay, this should work now. There it is. All right. Gen X showing that he doesn't know how to work the buttons. All right. Talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful month. See you next time. See you next time now.